The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, I have a very um, important show for you today, especially uh, given the Memorial Day weekend coming up. Um, we're going to be talking about or pondering the question of, do returning vets ever really return? My guest is Martin Papazian. He is a triple threat, the writer, director, and star of the just-released movie, Least Among Saints. And, um, you know, one of the things, Martin, welcome to the show, first of all. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Um, one of the things that I, I've watched the uh, trailer and trailers and I uh, was really impressed, can't wait to see the movie, and um, one of the things in the trailers that really that I found the most poignant was when the wife of the returning vet turns to him and says, you never came back to me, you never came back, and he says something like, yes, I'm here, and she said, you never came back to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that really says it all. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's such a... she, uh, The woman playing the character, Audrey Anderson, uh, from the unit, she does it so beautifully, and I think she really captured what a lot of wives and ex-wives of combat veterans experience. And it was one of the more vital things that when I was talking to veterans um, that they discussed, that, that when they came home... It was uh, very difficult for them to share, relate, communicate what had happened, what had happened to them, the things they saw, and that kind of those kind of central relationships with wives, husbands, mothers, fathers, brothers um, were very difficult for them to you know to reconnect to back home. Yes. Well, why don't we start with? Um where your interest came from in, because I was reading your bio, and this isn't the first Soldier Return movie that you've done. You also right. directed the award-winning short film In the Wind about a soldier's return to Katrina Ravaged New Orleans. So this seems to be a recurring theme. I, I take it, have you ever been in the military? I have not, and... The... the the fact that it does reoccur in my work wasn't necessarily a conscious choice. It just I was just really affected by, um, of course, 9/11, and then of course the um, then president's decision to, de- you know, deploy our military overseas, and then especially meeting guys coming back, and that whole thing was just. Um, I mean, that was just our generation's, you know 
war, and and it was it was a really really difficult thing for me to make sense out of emotionally, and uh, and certainly when I began meeting guys that were coming back, and I had a, a number of friends that that um, served abroad, and one in particular, whom the story is sort of loosely based on, um, and this guy I grew up with, um, I just felt compelled as an artist to start to tell their story. Um, and I don't know, as an artist, I'm always looking to try to serve a higher purpose. You know, you work so hard to, to make it in this business, but it's always been important for me to stop and make sure that, that my intentions are about telling stories that are, you know, reflective of our time in human history and that and they're going to have some, some import and benefit to, to our generation. So it just really, it really touched me, and, and with all the politics and discussions and things, what we were left with was human beings having to go over there and carry out these actions and, and live with the ramifications of those actions. And that really interested me, the simple story of uh, these individuals that are never going to be sort of heard about in the newspapers, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I wanted to tell their story, you know, the story of the regular hero and the silent sufferers of our, our nation right now. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, sometimes it's, I mean, I'm sure this is part of what you contemplated, and maybe it's even in the film or the, or the previous film. Um, I mean, sometimes it's hard to even, to even imagine how um, people are willing to serve. I mean, yeah. you know, of course it's, of course we all are, all are I mean, I, I, in the, in the, uh, intro to this, the description of today's show, I wrote, uh, while we sit and drink lattes or become couch potatoes, mm-hmm. men and women put their lives on the line for us in combat. Um, you know, I mean, it, we don't really think enough about the courage and the, you know, what it takes to actually decide to give up your cushy life, right. as, as cushy as it is, you know, some are more cushy than others, but still... Right. Um, certainly it's more cushy than the front lines. Absolutely. And, um, you know, that was, that was very important, um, for me because, um, you know, my, my friend, you know, he felt compelled after 9-11 to, to join and, and to go abroad. And for me as a, as a, as a bystander to this whole thing, um, you know, my, what, what I'm imploring through the work is, for the leaders of this world to think really, really, really well before they decide to send our young men and women over there to serve. You know, because no one knows the cost of war more than the combat soldier. And usually they are a lot more um, reluctant to go because they know the price paid. And um, that was so frustrating when these decisions were being made on behalf of our military from men that had not served in combat mm. and were a little, in my opinion, way too sort of eager to just deplore the mightiest military force ever assembled on this planet over, over overseas. And, uh, um, and, and that being said, again, putting all of that aside in my personal views, um, it's all about the individual. And God, men and women are dying today abroad, right now, fighting. Right. And they're also dying at a, an alarming rate. Back home, the suicide rate amongst combat veterans is is just staggering, and so the, the 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 battle is still being waged like on both fronts, and that's what I was doing with the film was, and and just for our, the listeners, you know, if I may, just give a brief description of the film. Sure. 
Oh, yes. That would be a good idea. Yeah, so give everybody some context what we're talking about. Yes. Um, it, it centers on a combat veteran's return home who's suffering from post-traumatic stress. And through a set of tragic circumstances, he becomes responsible for a young boy who becomes orphaned. And through his care and protection and compassion and service to this young boy, um, he finds his own personal redemption. So that being said, that's what was really, really important for me to tell was that this man here with his feet on the ground here in our country, you know, somewhere in America, you know, men and women are still sort of suffering. And then the message of the film ultimately is this glimmer of hope, the message that, you know, that we support them and that there's help available and, 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 and redemption is possible. Yes. Now, one of the scenes in the trailer um, seems to be a military psychiatrist or some kind of doctor um, who offers your um, main character, the soldier who ultimately returns, off t- says to him, we have good, what does he say, we have good um, help or we have good, say it again? A therapy program here at the base. Yes. And um, and he says, no, thank you. I just want to be discharged. Right. What What are you trying? Um, yes. What What was your message? Well, in in research, in terms of being honorably discharged from the military, and um, one of the things that um, um, I discovered talking to to veterans was that when they when they come home, um, the last thing they want to do is stay on base and go through therapy. They've just been away from their families. Um, their wives, their children, um, they've been in combat situations, the most stressful situations that a human being can endure. They want to come home. They want to go to their house. They want to be with their friends. They, they want to get away from uh, what they were just doing. And so the idea of getting involved in some sort of therapy program and, and, and things like that, it's just they just don't want to hear about it. They just want, and, and also, too, there is a stigma in terms of military men needing help, you know, and uh, they want to be able to, you know, shoulder it, and and uh, and that was their job, and and move forward, and um, and a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of uh, difficulties in these guys getting the help they need in terms of the bureaucracies or the paperwork or, you know, on and on and on, and 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 you know, it's frustrating uh, for them, and a lot of them very quickly get uh, disinterested, and then just just go home and and uh and and they're sort of on their own and um and so that was what i had countered with these guys when it when because the the problems of post-traumatic stress are so so large right now and the numbers are staggering and it and you know from the research that i've done people are projecting that this is going to be something our culture is going to be dealing with for decades to come that this is just the first wave and that people are going to be coming out you know years and years and years with these symptoms and these problems and so, um, so yeah, that's what that was about, is capturing the, the very difficult position they're in when they come home. Yes, absolutely. And it's true, you know, it, it is a sort of a double-edged problem. On the one hand, as you were saying, um, there is a stigma, because here you're, you're trained to go into combat to be a tough guy, you know, right. and the last thing that, uh, that, it can be associated with that, or on the opposite side of the spectrum is this idea of needing psychiatric help. Exactly. Because, you know, to go into combat when you're thinking, well, oh, maybe I need psychiatric help is, is tough. And on the other side of that is that there really, 
there really needs to be an increase in the amount of services offered to veterans because, yeah. as you were alluding to, yes, so many, so many are committing suicide, and and not not just because um, because you know it's it, there's a stigma, but also because of the long waiting lists that they have to be on before mm-hmm. they can get help. Right, and there's you know, and, uh, there's a lot that's talked about in terms of uh, well. Yeah, and and how difficult for it is. And something that's been really cool for us as filmmakers is we happen to, um, uh, the the Volunteers of America, which is the largest nonprofit associated with the uh, VA, happened to see one of our screenings here in L.A., and they got very excited about the message of the film. And we partnered up with them, and uh, they have uh, an amazing, uh, amazing wide array of services for veterans. Mm -hmm. And one of their main concerns was raising awareness for their organization for veterans. And so we've partnered up and, 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 uh, and joined forces in terms of moving forward. And as, you know, as we're, we're bringing the film out to an international and domestic audience, so too are we bringing um, their organization as well and the services huh. they provide. Oh, that's great. Well, we'll have to talk more about that. Right now we do need to take a break. My guest is Marty Papazian. He is the writer, director, and star of the just-released movie, Least Among Saints. Um, You're getting a preview, so to speak, now of his fabulous movie and this really important topic. Uh, It will be hopefully coming to a theater near you. so. (laughs) So stay tuned. We'll be back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Very rarely does our news media spotlight some of the good things that are happening in our world. For more of these good stories and the people that are creating them, Tune in to Bread for the Journey with Mariana Cacciatore. Whether these good acts stem from personal tragedy or just a desire to help out and make this a better world in which to live, you'll find inspiration in every week's program. Connect with those that are doing something great for a change. Listen for Bread for the Journey, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, 
Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about do returning vets ever really return? And that's a topic that, uh, one of the topics that um, the my guest today, Marty Papazian, deals with as the writer, director, and star of the just-released movie, Least Among Saints. You know, Mario, let's start with that. Where, um, that's a very intriguing title. And as I said at the beginning, so far I've only seen the uh, the two trailers that you have on your site. I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. But so I couldn't figure out from the trailers <laughs> why you got that title. Okay, cool. And if I can just clarify something, yes. we have not just released. We've just premiered in Washington D.C. and we will be releasing uh, in the fall. And throughout ah, this summer, okay. we'll be having a number of screenings, but uh, we'll be releasing um, in theaters and, and video on demand and, uh, in, in September. Oh, okay. But, All right, but cool. our website is live, and you can certainly find us there and on Facebook under the, the title. Lisa yes, Montaigne. and we'll, we'll give that out at the end. Okay. So, yes. So um, to follow up on what you were saying, um, originally um, I had been sort of moved by the phrase, the least among us, and it had to do with uh, the children, right? That's a biblical phrase about taking care of the least among you and this, this particular child. And by doing so, that would be the, um, your sort of um, path to salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily a religious person, but uh, I grew up amongst uh, uh, that in my culture, and it had a big influence on me. It stayed with me. And then at a certain point, I started using uh, saints as um, prototypes for characters in the film, and um, I picked particular saints for each character and then huh. sort of wrote with them in mind as inspiration. And somewhere along the line, um, I began to think of this title, The Least Among Saints. The ensemble um, are uh, a social worker played by Laura Sangiacamo, uh, a detective, a police officer played by Charles Dutton. Um, there is a nurse um, that's played by Azura Sky, and the boy's mother played by A.J. Cook, um, and, the, and the soldier's ex-wife, Audrey Anderson. And so they all represent sort of the regular heroes in the world and the uh, least among saints are saints, you know, the people that take care of us and, and uh, are, you know, the human, the human element that, that are our salvation when we're in need. Hmm, that's very interesting. Well, all right. Um, well, let, let's talk about this relationship between... Um, the the returning vet and the little boy. Yeah. Um. There's obviously, you know, what I picked up on um, through what I saw was that there's a parallel. I think what the vet was trying to sort of realize himself at some point and then tried to convey to the boy, the uh, boy to become orphaned, um, was that you know, he said, like, you'll, you'll, you'll make it through. I mean, the, the boys struggle to make it through in the world after having, um, well, his, well, tell us a little bit about the boy, you know, what happened to the boy. But basically, he's going through a war, a personal war of his own that mm-hmm. parallels the war that the returning vet went through. Absolutely. You know, the boy is... Uh is recently orphaned uh, through a set of tragic circumstances, and um, the vet is, uh, that's his sort of call to action. And, uh, and you're right, the boy is, is going through his own personal hell, his own personal war, and, and um, 
you know, in, in a lot of the research I did with social workers and, and, and finding out about uh, children that um, lose their parents and at, at a very young age and, 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 and uh, to drugs or to violence and things of this nature, that the symptoms of post-traumatic stress in the children are extremely similar to uh, what's going on with the combat soldier. I mean, trauma is universal, right? Um, and so I found very quickly that there was a parallel journey of two people that were really damaged. And, um, and what I know from my own life and, and, and my own struggles personally is that, and something I was taught was that the only way out is through the act of service to another human being. Hmm. And through that, like, you're able to find your own catharsis. And, and, um, and that's what I'm writing to and about. I'm really writing about service to another person. And through that, through the, helping the person next to you, can we find, like, as an individuals and also as a culture and, and hopefully internationally, like, our own, you know, our own healing, you know? Um, yeah. And, you know, that, that message is so important these days. I mean, not just in terms of returning vets or orphans, but um, I, I can't help but remark about um, how, and I, don't, I wonder if you've been seeing this too, um, that, that people, because of the economy and because of all yeah. the stressors in the world, whether it's war and, um, or, you know, the threat of terrorism or just all kinds of things that are, that are happening, natural disasters, mm-hmm. um, that people have gone into a somewhat of a survival mode right. and are thinking more than ever, me, 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 and doing mean things to their fellow man rather than what you're saying, you know, um, finding redemption or finding healing through, through compassion. Yeah. Um, it's such a hard time for everybody right now, and it's such an intense time to be living in so much going on and uh and I think there's this real like high tech low touch you know situation happening here and yeah. and it's hard I think people are are really going through it right now. I know you know we my me my family you know we we're going through it and uh and 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 but uh this country has like the greatest uh spirit you know, and uh yeah. we've seen this before in in different eras and and we've always, always, always come through better on the other side. And it's because we've rallied together and take care, took and taken care of each other. And, you know, aside from the Vietnam era, but when you look at the era of, like, the World War One and World War Two and the way veterans were treated back then, you know, with the utmost respect and really taken care of, I mean, men and women risk their lives for us, you know, and... Um, and it's so important, I mean, to take care of them, to take care of each other, because... That's. I think what I feel is that we're all sort of, you know, going about it on our own, and and we don't have to, you know. Yes, and that's you know a, a really good point because it is true that World War One and World War Two, at least it seems like the veterans were treated a lot better than um, than let's say the Vietnam War or now. Oh, yeah. Or uh, there's there is not as much honoring and respect. I mean, you hear from t- here and there, but on the whole. Um, you know, and especially, um, and I'm sure you dealt with, well, actually, I think the movie touches on some of these, you know, the, the idea that um, we see so many headlines these days where instead of there being enough to honor veterans, right. you'll see stories about the veteran here and there right. who kills his wife exactly. or is, has domestic violence or, exactly. you know, does something bad. Exactly, and it's really unfortunate that the media is grabbing on to 
these psychotic episodes and because what's what's real is that there's so many returning veterans that are coming home and are not doing that that they're living their lives with dignity and respect and they're thriving in the world and and some of them are just just trying to get things back together and, and like i say like just kind of quietly suffering and um and there should be more attention paid to the healing process of of what's occurring because you know, there was this great book I, I read a lot and did tons of research on 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 veterans and post traumatic stress and met a lot of guys and 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 one of the books I read called On Killing, which is a tremendous book on the psychological effects of killing. It talked about the the the, the climate of the culture that the soldier returns to, and and compared the the environment of the World War II veteran to the Vietnam era, which was of course very extreme in the other area. And then nowadays I feel like there's there's almost uh, an indifference. And and I don't say that to judge anybody. It's true. There's so much going on. There's so much to be distracted by. It's so far away. It seems so distant and we're so disconnected from it. But I think therein lies the, the issue. And um, yeah, like that. Yes, and I think some guilt of not um, that people feel for not uh, participating or not, um, doing right. more honoring or, you know. And and, I, and, it, and it, it's totally like, you know, it's like wherever anybody could be of service, you know. And um, I think, right. you know, ultimately the message of the, the, the film was to, to, to shine the light and to draw attention to these two lost souls who were just average individuals, who were somewhere in America, you know, doing the best they can, and uh, and life comes in, and fate comes in, and kind of throws them together, and and then watching these two these two characters sort of grow together, and it was really about telling the story story of like you know the average individual, you know, not not the 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 sort of screaming headline of something crazy that occurred, but just you know these average people just going through you know their own tragedies and their own triumphs. Now, in um, in one of the uh, videos on the website where uh, that talks about the making of the film, mm-hmm. you're being interviewed, and you talk about how um, this movie not only comes from the um, actors who were trained, uh, who trained you uh-huh. when you were training the so veterans. Some of these actors yeah. had come home from the war, but also. Um, that when you were 16, about there right. was. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, I, I knew I knew this young kid that lived next door to my buddy, whose mom was, um, you know, really on the edge, and she wasn't around a lot, and, and it seemed like she was, you know, uh, doing a lot of drugs and things like that. And uh, he would just be around and sort of hanging out in front of his house, and and we'd be, you know, skateboarding and, and hanging out in front of my buddy's house, and we just sort of started to hang out with this kid and. Uh, you know, you could see very clearly that um, the path ahead for this kid was going to be a tough one. And so we we took care of him. We took him to the beach with us. And just randomly, whenever he was around, we could, his mom was nowhere to be found. And so we would we would take him with us. And, you know, it, it, and I just had this urge to adopt this kid. I mean, even at, like, I think I was, like, 14, 15 prior. Yeah, and uh, I, was, I wasn't even driving yet. And, and um and I even asked my mother, I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, what it would be like to, you know, adopt this kid. And, and uh, you know, we grew up, and, and, and I, I don't know what happened to him, but he stayed with me in my mind. And, and uh, I just, as a writer, I thought, what would happen if someone like the character of Anthony, the central mm. character of Least Among Saints, what would happen if someone like him 
came, uh, you know, into this boy's life. And, you know, what we were talking about, about veterans coming home, and what happens is, is this central character, he gets a new mission, you know, he gets a new job, and that's to protect this this kid. And, and all of a sudden, you know, one, he was once lost, now all of a sudden all of his skill set is coming back into play. A lot of veterans talk about being abroad is the most important thing they've ever done in their lives, and coming back home, it's really difficult to then find something that equates to that kind of meaning, you know. Um, and I and and that's that's what I was was doing in this in this narrative um, was creating that for this character, and then um, and maybe when we get back we can talk a little bit more about um, sort of this different fellowships creating for veterans in the entertainment industry. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I should welcome myself back somehow. <laughs> somehow we got uh, disconnected. But right. a little technical difficulty, but um, we're talking about do, re- do returning vets ever really return with my guest, Marty Patazian. He is the writer, director, and star of the movie that is going to be released in the fall, uh, Least Among Saints. It's being shown at festivals now. It, in fact, it just had um, an incredible premiere and reaction. Um, just He's just back from that. Um, before the break, <laughs> I thought I was asking... Um, about the the sixteen year old, I mean, about when Marty was around, it was a teenager, and I was asking you, Marty, what happened when you asked your mother uh, <laughs> if you could adopt this boy? Well, my mom very sweetly, you know, I, I don't know if she, you know, knew what to do with that question or or if I was, you know, what what her young son was talking about. <laughs> but, right. You know, she obviously uh, responded respectfully that you know that's not something that 
you know you could do. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, she she wasn't she didn't know this kid. This was something that we were just doing on our own um, uh-huh. as as teenagers. You know, but uh-huh. uh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about. Um, well, you know, actually, it, it shows your character, though, even then. You, you know, obviously, you must have had a very um, um, loving childhood to, to oh. as a teenager, to be even thinking about that. Oh, the, thank you. That's sweet of you to say. You know, I don't know. I mean, I grew up with um, a younger brother who's severely handicapped, and uh, I think that had, that shaped me a lot and my sense of um, wanting to protect uh, people who couldn't protect themselves or wanting justice for people who, who didn't have justice. So there was, a, I, think, I think that relationship really, really shaped who I am. Um, and then I think ultimately, you know, my, my mother uh, wrote a, a tremendous book called Growing Up with Joey, and it's about her relationship and, and our family. And, and that was my first attempt at writing was um, adapting her, her novel to a screenplay. And then from there I went on to write a number of other screenplays. But it's sweet of you to say. I think, I think it just has something to do with, with that as a child. I think I saw a little bit of... Life and I saw a lot of suffering and, and from my brother and uh, and then I don't know I just always felt the you know the need to try to well, help when I could. Well, I, I actually was going to go there. I'm glad that you brought it up um, because yes, in a sense that also went into the character of the little boy in the movie, right? How, how do you mean? Well, just what you were saying, you know, someone who needed protection. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think in all writing, it's all. Well, and art can be very, you know, you're, you're definitely investigating your own soul and your own truth. And I right. think if you get close to something, then you know it can it can affect people. I mean, I, you know, some of my favorite writers, uh, you know, Eugene O'Neill and Arthur Miller and, and Jack Kerouac, and and they were really, you know, Tennessee Williams, and they they were really, you know, and they kind of wrote the same plays over and over and over again. You know what I mean? In the sense that uh-huh. they were investigating the same themes. Some of the, my favorite filmmakers as well. I mean, Scorsese obviously uh, comes to mind in terms of, of his relationship to uh, his childhood and uh, religion and, and and his neighborhood. And, and so I think a lot of times artists are kind of working things out through their through their through their work. And I, I certainly think uh, I, I try to make it as, as personal as possible. Yes. But I, I think that's why it's so powerful. Um, you know, one of the things I do is script consulting oh. uh, for, for writers and for, you know, directors and um, people involved in creative um, projects. And what I've found over the years is that when a writer is stuck um, or, or when a writer even more, um, when a writer is writing a script and all of a sudden a character does something really out of character, though mm. the script goes off in a different direction. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the writer being um, stopping himself, unconsciously stopping himself from getting into territory that's mm. too painful, territory in his unconscious that he doesn't want to explore anymore at that point. And all of mm. a sudden, you know, that's when things go wrong in the script. Right, right. That's a that's a really great point. Um, you got you got to dig deep, and I think spe- certainly as a writer, uh, to me it's the the, the most uh, vulnerable of uh, of the three art forms in terms of directing or acting. And my mm-hmm. in my personal experience, um, because it, it really is you on the page, even though it's cloaked in different characters and, and they're nothing like you. It's it's still your truth, you know, and who you are on the page. Yes, absolutely. And that can so be confronting. About... <laughs> Go ahead, Wes. I said, and that can be very confronting. Yes. 
Tell us about this uh, premiere that you just came home from. Oh, yeah, we had uh, a terrific uh, premiere in Washington, D.C. Um, there's a festival out there, a new festival. It's been about uh, around about six years. It's called the GI Film Festival, and it, and it specializes in, uh, in films about uh, the military and, and soldiers. And, uh, and uh, we were there out of competition as a special invitational screening. We felt um, we really we looked up the, the festival. We really liked what they were doing, and uh, um, we thought it would be a terrific place for us to, uh, to, to premiere in Washington, D.C. It was really a special uh, event. Um, we had a, a beautiful audience, a uh, very large audience, and, and they really, really responded to it. A positive way, and um, with a lot of support from uh, the press in DC and and uh, MSNBC and the CBS NBC affiliates out there, and um, um, it was it was really really terrific, and um, it begins our our campaign to raise awareness for our film as we we move towards the the release in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow, it sounds it sounds fabulous, and yes, to start in Washington DC is very important. <laughs> It was amazing. I mean, you know, I was I would take a run kind of on the mall and go past the monuments and memorials and the Martin Luther King Memorial, the Roosevelt Memorial, um, Vietnam, Korean, um, the monuments, Lincoln, Washington, and um, you know, it was it, when you you know I live in Los Angeles, and so to go to D.C. is just, jeez, it's just like you totally connect to the history of this this nation, and uh, it's so easily forgotten. You know, running around here yeah. in L.A. and and then also in terms of the subject matter of the film, it was just a very important moment for me, reminding me um, in a deep way what this was about, who it was for, and so it was really cool. It was really symbolic. Yes, absolutely. Um, hmm. I mean, I guess also with uh, you know that the fall is going to be a good time also because it'll um, besides getting whatever publicity for the film itself, um, that will could. Generate a lot of uh, a lot of election uh, debate. You know, see how right. the see how the candidates react to that. Yeah, I um, mean, oh, I'm go sorry. Go ahead, please. No, no. I was just going to say that th- there's so much that's you know being done already. You know, uh, um, Joe Jill, Jill Biden and uh, Michelle Obama's organization joining forces. They've been making a really, really vehement push to support veterans. They came to the Hollywood community a couple of years ago when we were in pre-production um, really asking for our support. And, and the Hollywood community has really uh, responded, and there's some really great initiatives going on. A number of organizations are really um, you know, taking, taking up the cause, and um, something we're doing is developing a, uh, a fellowship for veterans uh, with the Volunteers of America for job training in the, in the industry. And we've also um, connected with uh, Dr. Judith Broder of the um, of the Soldiers Project, and she offers, you know, anonymous um, free services to returning veterans. And so um, it is a good time, and it's a great time to raise awareness for, for veterans. Yes, I was going to ask you, um, we, you were mentioning the Volunteers of America and all the different services that they offer. Um, what What is your, we were talking before about uh, psychiatric treatment. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, do you? I, I, apparently, I've, I've read that you're that in some ways. I, I don't know how, but in some ways, your movie is considered controversial. Um, is there? Do you take up? Is, is it something to do with, or what is your opinion or your point of view about? I was mentioning before about the long list that that vets have to be on with the VA um, 
to wait for treatment. Do you, do you, is that one of the controversial points in the movie that you sort of talk about that? No, not at all. Um, it really centers on the human being and, and the human struggle, and it has really nothing to do with, with politics or the, uh, the VA or, or anything like that. I was just more speaking about you know, my experience talking to veterans and, and sometimes the, the challenges of getting help. And, and the Volunteers of America have just a very, like I said, they're the largest nonprofit associated with the VA. They're, they're working very closely with the VA to help uh, soldiers. Um, I think, I don't know if controversy is the right word for the film, but there's certainly um, a third act dramatic twist in the, in the piece that's, uh, that's, that's hard to go through as an audience, but I think ultimately um, it, it, it's extremely fulfilling to the audience in terms of, you know, catharsis, uh, but there's some powerful things that, that happen between these two characters. I see, um, I see, controversial in that way, okay. Right. Um, well, I, uh, I mean, this is, controversy is, controversy is good, <laughs> that's not yeah. bad, because <laughs> they need to I mean, talk more. Absolutely. Um, uh, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, you you wrote this, and you wrote it, directed it, and starred in it. Um, now, did you, I mean, there is kind of a, I don't know, an old wives' tale, an old husband's tale, an old tale, or a myth, or whatever you want to call it, in Hollywood, about not um, not starring in your, or there's a danger in starring in your own movie, but certainly in the trailers that I saw, I mean, you were fabulous. Oh, thank so, you. Did you have to overcome that kind of resistance? Um, well, I, when I wrote the picture, I wasn't uh, thinking about starring in it. I was writing to write. I'm a writer, and that's what I do. Um, when it came time to direct it, uh, there was a decision to be made of whether or not to go out to another director. And I, and I saw a very clear vision for this picture, and I felt duty-bound to deliver it. Um, um, so, the, And then in terms of acting in it, you know, I had to make that decision on whether or not to, um, to hire someone or to, to take on the role myself. And, um, and, and ultimately, it was, it was a sense of, um, I got this. I know what this is. I can tell this story, and, and I'm going to do it. Um, I, I also thought as a director, there was no... Um, desire to try to acquire let's say a name per se for the picture i felt like that mm-hmm. would topple the picture it wouldn't feel real i would ultimately be trying to find an actor who was a little less unknown and and i'm that actor i mean i've worked a lot mm-hmm. and, and i've carved out a, a nice uh, body of work for myself and worked on great films and and, and great television but uh uh that being said it, it was really just a sense of uh duty and and you know a lot of people would say are you sure you can pull this off you know producers look at me and go are you sure and, and i wasn't but i said yes absolutely <laughs> 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 it's going to be fine and uh and it, it was fine we had uh a, an amazing cast um and a crew that just just wouldn't stop i mean they were awesome my director of photography was the eight camera operator from 24 for all 10 seasons and i worked with them on a number of episodes i did on 24 as an actor and and i called him up and and he came to dp it and and so you had a guy like that, um, you know, uh, who's a 20, 30-year veteran as an operator, and, uh, you know, we, we were able to work together quite nicely. And Yes, that was a perfect, uh, that was great. Oh, well, cool. We do need to take another break. Um, my guest is Marty Papazian. His movie is Least Among Saints. It will be coming to a theater near you in the fall. In the meantime, lucky people are getting to see the premieres <laughs> or the film festivals, the, the um, occasional places where it's going to be between now and then. Yes. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about do returning vets ever really return. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your 
psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, with my guest, Marty Papazian. He is the writer, director, and star of Least Among Saints. We're talking about returning vets. This is an incredible story. Um that is really, uh, really touches on larger issues than, I mean, of course it's about a vet who, um, who returns and has struggles dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder and uh, estranged relationships and so on, like, like the majority of vets, um, or, well, not, certainly a large number of vets uh, have right. when they return. I mean, you know, um, we, we really won't, we really don't know the actual total number of how many have PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, because so many, um, as we were talking about earlier in the show, are uh, feel the stigma about getting help for it. But certainly, certainly it is a struggle um, after seeing what they've seen to come back and try to get back into their life. Mm-hmm. And but, so this movie, but but because of the bonding that the returning vet has with this little orphaned boy, um, it really expands the topic. I mean, there are a lot of wars that the boy goes through, in a sense, mental wars, psychological wars, um, because of other circumstances in life. And in a, we can all relate to that, even if we haven't been to actual war. We've all had wars of one sort or another in our lives that we've had to get through. And, you know, that scene where he where he says um, something like, I'm paraphrasing, you will survive this. Mm-hmm. And you know that because the vet says that, the little boy, and when he says that, you know that he knows what he's talking about because right. he's struggling to survive what he's been going through. Right, right. And, you know, his experiences, you know, in the past can, like, benefit others, you know, and he's able to find, like, some, you know, freedom from those demons that will haunt him and continue to haunt him, but, um, you know, he's able to sort of find a little distance from that through his relationship with his child because 
he can speak from experience, you know. And what's so sad, I mean, as a psychiatrist, I have not only um, treated uh, returning vets and, and people with PTSD, but, um, but children of mm-hmm. returning vets or wives or well, husbands, you know, spouses of returning vets. Mm-hmm. And, but, but when you see, so it's, it's, it affects so many people, it's, it's um, especially the children, children who have had to live through um, these experiences, live through, you know, a childhood where their father maybe started drinking too much to deal with his PTSD or... Um, did other things to, as a result of that, and a little child doesn't understand where this is coming from. So it's affecting, it's not just the vets who return and have to struggle, but, um, but the people in their lives, I mean, it affects generation upon generation. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I think, you know, and again, it's, uh, you know, when I was in Washington, D.C., it was, uh, it was very interesting going around through the monuments, and there's all these great quotes from, you know, Roosevelt and, and uh, Martin Luther King that are engraved in this granite. And uh, it's all about, like, all these, you know, quotes are about, like, saving us from ourselves, you know, <laughs> saving human beings from other mm. human beings and, and the cost of war. And, and, uh, and it's like how easily we forget generation after generation about it, generation, you know. Um, we're constantly sending these men and women, you know, over to fight these wars, and there's just got to be a different way, you know. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you look at men like uh, Gandhi and Martin Luther King, who was very influenced by Gandhi's movement. And, you know, and Gandhi defeated one of the greatest military forces ever assembled in the history of mankind without using any violence, you know. And what Martin Luther King did in terms of nonviolent uh, uh, resistance, you know, I mean, these are great men and they have affected great change and, and uh, there just needs to be more of that. And, that. and there's some real strength there, you know, and... And uh, hopefully our leaders will, you know, con- you know, try to emulate these men of the past and bring that kind of uh, dignity back to our country. Yes, absolutely. Well, when 9/11 happened, um, I'm living in LA now, but uh, I'm originally I was born and raised in in New York, uh-huh. and um, and so and I was living in California when 9/11 happened, but but my heart is <laughs> still yeah, in New right. York. And um, I um, contemplated, you know, what would be the greatest gift that I could give to society as a psychiatrist, and I decided that it was um, to write a book, which I did, called Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted. Beautiful. And it was published in London, and I'm uh, working on getting it here. Um, But the thing is that that one of the things that... um, that is so disturbing is how I mean it's almost it's kind of a cousin to to what we're talking about regarding the vets that people about people's reaction to vets coming home you know there's some denial there's some distance and so on and there's that in regard to 9/11 and the threat of terrorism as well that people are in they put their heads in the sand and don't want to acknowledge that not only are we being affected by the ongoing memory unconscious as it may be, um, of 9-11, except for when we go through the airport, all of a sudden we remember, oh, yeah, there was a terrorist attack. That's right. 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 Um, but also just the everyday uh, news about something. Rela- there's always something related to terrorism in the news, and yet we try to sort of bury our heads in regard to that as well. Right, and it's, 
you know, it's 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 a reality in the world we live in, and and you know, thank God we have the men and women of the military standing on the wall, you know, doing their best to protect us, you know. Um, and so, yeah, it's a difficult time we live in right now, for sure. And I think we're all under that that blanket. And, um, you know, it's really important to, again, for us to, like, not go within and, and isolate, but really, really look to, to, to be there for each other, you know, so we can really, you know, come out of this, this time, you know, much stronger nation. And we will. You know, we will. That's, yes. that's just the nature yes, of our culture. One of the things that I, that I in my chapter on uh, things that you can do to, to deal with um, to deal with this, I mean, mm-hmm. what you can do to, to not have all the psychological impact of these things affect you in a negative way, one of the things I talk about is volunteering. Right. And of course, <laughs> you Terrific. bring up a perfect place to volunteer with, right? The Volunteers right. of America. Yeah, exactly. They would love because that. Because it's related. <laughs> Yeah, that's rad. That's awesome. So, um, what I mean, do you want to? Can you tell people what what they sh- what that might entail? Volunteering for the Volunteers of America. Well, it's quite simple. I mean, they have uh, a number of services. You can find them on their website under the same name. And uh, certainly here in Los Angeles, they um, you know they have the largest um, population of veterans. Uh, in the country, and uh, a yeah. number of services, and and I've visited a number of programs here in Hollywood, and then in downtown LA, and they have services for, you know, from homeless veterans all the way up to veterans that are just looking to, you know, work out, um, getting to school on the GI Bill and things like that, and or and or you know, getting some temporary housing so they can get on their feet and and get working things like that. So they have a myriad of. Um, uh, programs and services that are available, and uh, and and it, they're just terrific. Um, we we did private screenings for their veterans, both men and women, um, and uh, you know it's it's just been a great relationship, uh, and uh, it's really cool. It's a great place to get involved and uh, and 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 help out. Yes, absolutely. Now tell people where where they can find out more about your movie. Well, least among saints dot com is our website, and we'll be updating it regularly with uh, the screenings that we're going to be having here in Los Angeles and in and around the country, uh, leading towards a fall release. We're also we can be found on uh, Facebook under uh, Least Among Saints, and on Vimeo and IMDb and uh, Twitter under the same title. So um, you know, if you'd like to know more about us, please check us out. Um, add your name to the email list on the website. And uh, look for us uh, soon because we'll be coming out to a theater near you real soon. Yes, I think it's it's not too soon to start the buzz. <laughs> no way, no way. So, well, what um, we're kind of uh, coming to the end, but just briefly, what what was sort of the biggest take home message for you from doing this so far? Take home message for me in my experience as a filmmaker. Yes. Um, well, I mean. This was my debut as a as a writer director in terms of a feature, as you said. I'd, I'd done um, shorts previously, and uh, it's a tremendous experience um, to make a film that then you've written, you know, alone in your apartment, and then a year later, you know, it's coming to life in front of you um, with this this amazing cast and and uh, the the post production process, and then ultimately it's being shown on the silver screen in front of you know, hundreds and hundreds of people, and they're laughing and they're crying and they're having this amazing reaction to it. And th- there's nothing better than that. I love going to movies. I 
treasure it. I, I've always been, it's been a great influence uh, for me, and, um, and I love storytelling. And so to be able to have created something that can have that effect on people is, is yes, amazing. Yes, especially like, with the message that you want to get across. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much. Again, my guest is Martin Cartesian. His book, his book, his, <laughs> Your his book. movie <laughs> that's coming to a theater near you in the fall is called Least Among Saints. He is the writer, director, and star. And again, that website is leastamongsaints.com. Thank you very much, Marty, and thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 